Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Welcome back for another week here at The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Jeremy Kent with us here in uh, just a few moments. And a very special guest out of California is uh, Srini Dharmaji, uh, founder and chairman and CEO of Gold Spot Media. That's out of Los Angeles. And we'll tell you more about Srini here in uh, just a moment. But... Uh, Looking forward to the interview as well. Lots of stuff going on in the media uh, this week. As last we were hearing it, they were looking for a uh, a new Aflac duck. Frankly, I think they probably what they ought to do is just go ahead and shoot the duck and make a uh, turducken or something like that and then go with something new. Uh, I think it's awfully odd that they've got to find a new voice like that to replace Godfrey, but what the heck. Um, anyway. <laughs> you are trying out, aren't you, Ray? Uh, no, I'm not. Thank you very much. No. I'm going to pass on that. The duck call, they're calling it. The, I the, see. That's the call for talent. Yeah. At various cities around the United States, they were doing that, and I wish them well. I just don't, you know, what, what about Charlie Sheen? He's out of a job. Let him do the Aflac duck thing. You know what I'm boy, saying? Boy, is he out of a job. Uh, boy, is uh, that's an understatement. Uh, he uh, obviously has been doing some very interesting things. Didn't do very well in Detroit as he uh, stopped there for his first show. That didn't seem to bother him. Everybody that walked out of that theater, for the most part, was uh, saying, don't waste your money, this is a waste of time. And so on and so forth. I, uh, You know, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be great if he kissed and made up with CBS, the producers of Two and a Half Men, and also started wearing those really nice, uh, uh, you know, club shirts that he was wearing before. That ain't going to happen. You know, that ain't gonna happen. I was going to mention, Ray, when I saw that come down in Detroit, uh, it immediately made me reflect on how important writers are. Mm-hmm. When it comes to television comedy or any kind of uh, you know movies or whatever, it's a underappreciated uh, area where most people tend to think that the artists themselves, the actors, are wonderful people because they deliver these great lines. And Charlie's uh, deal in Detroit's a great example of when left to the actor, maybe they're great actors, but maybe not so good on content. Huh? <laughs> I think you're right. I think Charlie may have found that out as well. It, uh, yeah, he needs some good people behind him. There's no doubt about that. And I'm not so sure he's been surrounding himself with really good people as of late. Let's hope it turns around, though, for Charlie. You know, he's not a bad guy, just a little bit misdirected at the moment here. Hey, uh, this is from uh, Media Post, Media Daily News. I thought it was rather interesting, uh, specifically as we look at uh, Goldspot Media uh, today. According to uh, Miller Kaplan and uh, what is Thaler. that? Uh, well, it's no longer Thaler. I don't, I see. Oh. Uh, uh, it looks like A R A S E, a racy, a racy Thaler, and uh, <laughs> that's the new name. So, hmm. 2010, they're calling 2010 a blockbuster year for digital out of home media, according to the official figures compiled by that agency. Total advertising revenues 24.5 percent jump, 1.1 billion last year, according to the DPAA, which noted the huge improvement over 09. 
Now, here's the thing. The uh, the total revenues were basically flat, a mere 1% increase due mostly to broader economic downturn. 2010 increase made the uh, the DO uh, the fastest growing medium, that's uh, digital outdoor or digital uh, out of home, I should say, growing uh, medium in percentage of terms. The DPAA claims beating out Spot TV, 24.2%. Keep in mind, this is 24.5. National Spot Radio, 18.6. Internet ads, 9.9. A growth especially noteworthy because unlike Spot TV and radio, uh, it is unlikely to have benefited much from political advertising for the 2010 midterm election. So in short, the expansion probably reflects a long-term organic increase, and I like that number. It's uh, basically what they're suggesting is in 2011, uh, PQ Media is expecting them to grow another 16.9%, up to $7.56 uh, billion. Uh, Global digital billboard revenues, 23.2%, up $1.14 billion in 2009 to $1.41 billion in 2010. And so you see there's nothing but uh, uh, you know positive news coming out of these folks. And I think it's uh, legitimate news and uh, exciting at the same time. What do you think about that, Brad? Uh, in- increases are always exciting, especially if you're, uh, what, on the receiving side? On the receiving side of that. Yeah, right hey, those you know, checks, I saw- yeah. I saw this piece and I thought it was interesting. We all know the name Tom Freston, right? The former CEO of Viacom. He also yeah. helped create MTV, uh, worked with George Lois, who we've had on the show here before in developing uh, a lot of the early uh, marketing effort for MTV. Well, he's now investing in a niche online media company called Vice. Of course, he was fired by MTV uh, owner of Viacom. That would be Sumner Redstone. And in a quote recently, uh, Freston is is, uh, saying that he is still waiting for Sumner Redstone to send him a thank you note for not (laughs) buying MySpace. That was really what the big hoopla was all about. Really? Uh, He he advised against buying MySpace. Uh, Sumner wanted him to buy MySpace and uh, got fired as a result of it. And now look at where... Uh, where we would have been had he had he bought fi- uh, MySpace, where oh, yeah. Viacom would have been. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. That's great. Uh, Srini Dharmaji, our special guest out of L.A. today. He's founder and chairman and CEO of uh, Goldspot Media, 360 mobile advertising uh, driven by his passion for disruptive technologies. I like that in a positive sense. He has been at the uh, forefront of mobile voice data and multimedia innovations for more than 14 years as Goldspot's president. And CEO, Srini, is uh, the company's key innovator with scores of uh, patents in mobile advertising that cover interactive ad unit creation, targeting, and campaign scheduling, dynamic ad insertion, measurements, and so much more. Also a, a well-known speaker is in the industry on mobile advertising. I've been spoken at uh, NAB, uh, NAPTI, and uh, Always On Summit. He's also been quoted in various uh, mobile technology and advertising trade publications, including Media Post. Uh, Mashable, Wireless Week, and uh, so on and so forth. So we'll get a chance to talk to Srini here in uh, in just a moment. The advertising show is being uh, kind of helped out here uh, by our good friends at Shipple.com. It's Ed and his gang and Shipple.com, and including uh, the platform called Tendency. There's a lot of other great stuff on the Shipple website that is a, an important and uh, a very powerful marketing tool. Check it out. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Jeremy Kent has been and always will be one of the greatest folks uh, to talk to out of uh, Europe. He uh, provides us with weekly updates on what's going on over there. And uh, today is no exception here with the advertising show, Ray Schillings and Brad Forsyth. Let's listen to Jeremy right now. 
Hello, and it's all agency news at the European News Desk this week. MNC Saatchi has won Google, Saatchi and Saatchi picks up Kellogg's, and Unilever sets up a new TV roster. Google has appointed MNC Saatchi to allay European privacy fears. The pitch was held in February, and MNC have begun to develop a campaign to reassure Europeans that Google is a safe and trustworthy brand. Over the last year, Google has come under fire for the way it handles privacy and data issues, and it recently faced the possibility of being fined after it admitted that it had collected people's private data while completing its Street View project. More unwelcome media headlines emerged as the European Union launched an antitrust investigation following complaints by Microsoft about the dominance of Google Search. Saatchi and Saatchi has picked up Kellogg's sustainability account. The agency won the pan-European business in a competitive pitch and will now develop Kellogg's sustainability strategy, activation plan and internal communications programmes across the continent. Leo Burnett holds Kellogg's advertising account and promotional activity goes through Iris, London. It is understood that the Saatchi appointment will not affect Kellogg's other agency relationships. Finally, Unilever has had a rethink on TV production and is creating its own roster rather than using those recommended by its ad agencies. Unilever's Vice President Global Marketing Services, Jorgen Barch, is leading the overhaul and will build a 15-strong team to manage future relationships. The controversial move has ruffled feathers at the Advertising Producers Association that believes Unilever would be better served by a competitive open market, feeding into it via appointed ad agencies. This is Jeremy Kent at the European News Desk for The Advertising Show. Jeremy Kent, thank you so much for being a part of the advertising show each and every week here with Rachel and Brad Forsyth. Uh, always a great uh, portion of the show. Srini Darmaji is our special guest, founder and chairman and CEO of Goldspot Media. A lot of uh, great things going on in media. As a matter of fact, Brad, you've got something uh, cooking there that, uh, uh, that the advertising show is a part of as well. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'd like to just remind everyone that today's show is brought to you by Audible.com, which they have, of course, you've been hearing us speak about, over 75,000 titles to choose from at their website. Uh, And if you are listening to today's show on your iPod or MP3 player, likely you are, uh, then you know how to use these devices to access content. Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download along with a free 14-day trial. It's real simple. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash ad show and get your free audiobook download as long as well as the, your 15, <laughs> 15, I, I just added a day, right? Fine. Your free 14 day trial. <laughs> uh, and again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash ad show. They have wonderful uh, New York Times bestsellers, arts and entertainment fiction, nonfiction, all the categories you'd expect to find at your local bookstore are available at audible.com. So again, audiblepodcast.com slash ad show is where you get your free audiobook download as well as your free 14 day trial. Go check it out. Sincerely, a great opportunity there, and we appreciate the, uh, the connection with Audible.com as well. Srini Darmaji from uh, California, founder, chairman, and CEO of Goldspot Media. Welcome to the advertising show. It is so good to have you here. Tim here. Thank you for having me here. You know, this is usually where we uh, talk about the background of the guest, but gosh, Ray did such an eloquent and extensive job of reading your bio. I think we can skip that question, Srini. <laughs> I know you just attended the OMMA Global out of uh, San Francisco recently. Can you tell us a little bit about the conference? Uh, give some background on the conference for those that may not be familiar with it, well, as well as the highlights of the event? Yeah, sure. Uh, OMA Global, as, as it's called, uh, it's a uh, it, it, it's a place where uh, uh, it, it throws up wonderful opportunities, you know, for technology companies as well as uh, media companies and advertising agencies to come together 
to to look at what is on offer uh, in the cutting edge of innovation, the the problems in general, whether it's uh, online, mobile, in general, uh, digital advertising, and uh, you know make make connections and uh, you know bring uh, new innovations to market. You know, it's overall uh, the focus has been uh, more on digital advertising. A lot of focus on mobile. Uh, a lot of focus on the problems with mobile, especially fragmentation, which we don't really have so much uh, in the online world. But as we all know, mobile is a completely different animal. Well, you know, for a long time we've been talking about mobile here on the advertising show. We've been hearing that mobile's about to take off, only to be disappointed. But yet, last year, uh, 2010, mobile finally lived up to its uh, hype. And I read in an article recently, Srini, uh, that they everyone's expecting 2011 to be even a bigger year for mobile. Yet Google rules the mobile advertising space with a market share of 59%. Uh, and, of course, who's in second? Apple with a lowly 8.4% market share. Is it fair to say that only one company stands to benefit for the most part uh, as it relates to growth for 2011, that being Google, of course? Well, I think it would be fair to say that, but at the same time, you cannot ignore uh, the backgrounds of these companies. Um, I believe Apple has done a wonderful job of promoting mobile in a different way, but Google has the traditional strength of uh, online and search advertising, um, the direct response that uh, they are bringing into mobile through the AdMob uh, acquisition. if you look at the 59 point whatever percent it is uh, market share that uh, Google has, um, a, a lot of the inventory is being filled by the by the AdSense products, which is uh, predominant online. So, uh, the, uh, as far as mobile advertising is concerned, rich media and video specifically, I think it's we we are kind of scraping the tip of the iceberg, and I believe that. Uh, The bigger players definitely have a lot of advantage, but there is a lot of room for innovation for smaller players as well. Well, what are some of the uh, innovations that some of the smaller companies are doing or about to do that you're aware of that you can share with our audience today? Yeah, sure. So the the concept of mobile advertising, um, uh, a majority of it today uh, display advertising on mobile, whether within applications or on the mobile web. It starts and ends with a banner. Uh, there is a lot of contention and dispute around the, the click-through rates as to whether it is accidental or whether it is real, what, what are the engagement numbers and all that stuff. But the real innovations are, uh, are going to, which are going to come, you know, they would focus more on how to maximize the the brand exposure within the limited or minimal mobile display. So what I mean is uh, you would see a lot of uh, cool 3D stuff that is coming in wherein a brand can pretty much uh, show to the the end user or the consumer what they are promoting in in different ways and uh, in in a way that that would increase the engagement or the propensity to click on the ad. So uh, I guess it's not so much, uh, not only format, I guess, that we're going to be transitioning to, but I would imagine that from a creative standpoint, all of a sudden, uh, rather than just replicating what 
uh, many advertisers have been doing in other digital media, it's going to take on a totally different approach from a creative end as well, right? Um, I, I think both both worlds will coexist together because I mean we need to look at it from an advertising sales point of view for uh, for the publishers. Say, say you take a bigger publisher like ESPN, they do a lot of uh, digital business per se. Um, they they sell a lot of online inventory and. To go out and create these, you know, mobile-specific ads, like say, where the users interact, you know, you scratch on the phone or you shake the phone or whatever it is, um, it, it is a novelty. It is something that is exciting for sure. But uh, given, given the fact that you know it takes about six to eight weeks or even more to do a creative, I mean, look at it from a publisher point of view. At this point of time, it is not a scalable business, and that is precisely the reason why. We are seeing the lower numbers as far as the mobile advertising dollars are concerned. On the other hand, um, there are quite a few companies which are focusing on you know how to present the the online creative in in in, in an innovative way to the end users, so that you know it integrates the digital sales component you know for publishers, wherein you know they can go out and sell digital inventory as opposed to online specific or mobile specific inventory. I mean, there are ups and downs, you know, positives and negatives for either side of it, but they will coexist. At least, you know, till we, till the market gets the tools uh, to to rapidly create these ad units, um, I think we will see a mix of these two. And and more importantly, uh, for the bigger publishers, it's very important for them to leverage their online sales and tools to repurpose and, and present, say, you know, flash-rich media in innovative ways on the mobile phone. I don't see any reason why it cannot take off. Well, why don't we hold till the uh, next segment? I'd like to uh, talk to you about uh, the huge popularity of tablet devices. And, of course, iPad is one of the first that comes to mind. And I've got a great question for you, but let's hold that till the next segment. Well, you've got that written down on your iPad, too, is that <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Exactly. Thanks, Sheldon. Brad Forsyth and our special guest out of L.A. today is the founder, chairman, and CEO of Goldspot Media, Srini Darmashi. And we'll be back here with uh, more of the advertising show. We hope you'll be with us, too. Stay right here. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Well, there you go. That's the uh, here's the big guy in charge of disruptive technologies. And if you're going to get somebody's attention, it's a good I think to a uh, good idea to do it that way. Shrini Darmaji as our special guest. Shrini is founder, chairman, and CEO of Goldspot Media. 360 Mobile Advertising out of L.A. Uh, Goldspotmedia.com is their website. We invite you to check it out, of course. Not right now, a little bit later, as we welcome uh, welcome you back. Uh, Srini, it's uh, nice to have you here at the Advertising Show. Sure, same here. Yeah, uh, Srini, many major brands have sparked significant growth for video-enabled ads, uh, especially with the increased popularity of tablet devices. Give us a, a sense of dollars being spent in mobile video these days. Is it significant? Uh, it depends on the perspective. Uh, I mean, you compare it with online or you compare it with TV, it is, I would say, at this point in time, insignificant. 
but if you look at mobile advertising growth, I mean, it, we, have, we haven't exactly reached the, the, the hockey stick uh, part of it where there is exponential growth. But I think it would be fair to say that mobile advertising definitely is growing. It's on a good path to, to rapid growth. Well, in particular, uh, with the iPad uh, increasing in popularity, is that are we talking about based on the screen size? I mean, you know, we're, we're, there's so many varieties of screen sizes that, that marketers are dealing with these days. Are we talking about nothing more than a duplication of what you would do from a mobile a uh, smartphone device, for example, and converting that, uh, transitioning that same content to a tablet device, or does it take a totally different format, different approach? Well, it does. It does require a different approach because the form factors are different, and and also it depends on on the ad formats as well. But but the the approach is the same because even in smartphones, you have devices with different resolutions. And, and the ad creative that is uh, designed for one device, you know, does not render properly on, on the other devices like, like iPhone and Android, for example. So you, you bring it to tablet. Uh, there are a couple of interesting things going here. One, it, it's a wonderful device, no doubt about it. Um, it presents uh, great opportunities uh, for advertising, the ability to show, um, say, a high-definition video uh, as opposed to... Uh, standard definition videos on the, on the mobile phone simply because uh, of the bandwidth constraints with the, with the mobile broadband networks. And also the ability to, to present the users with uh, quite a few innovative interactive options like uh, you know, playing a game within an ad or, or making the ad itself appear like an application, um, giving a lot more uh, information to the user and, and and increasing the engagement rates. You know, uh, I assume that your firm works both with uh, marketers on a direct basis as well as uh, advertising agencies, is that correct? That is correct. So, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine on a uh, non-agency relationship that uh, the creative development process, understanding the creative development process and the various uh, technical challenges with a variety of uh, screen sizes and formats, et cetera, that you have to deal with would be one of the biggest barriers that you bump into uh, when working directly with the marketing side of clients on a direct basis. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I, I think it is true for both, whether you are working directly with the clients or to an agency. Um, uh, many a times, uh, it is the agency, you know, that is uh, tasked with uh, 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 creating the ad as well as traffic, trafficking it, making sure that uh, uh, they buy the the right kind of audience that they want to go after. Uh, but coming back to the device resolution side, uh, it, it is a big problem, no doubt about it, because uh, the mobile standards are evolving right now. Um, there is not there is not a single standardized way to do things. And also, uh, the fact that if you create an ad for the iPhone, say I have this cool True Blood uh, uh, ad wherein I can touch the screen and blood drips you know, out, of the, out of the screen, you cannot get the same effect with the same creative on all the devices. That is the biggest problem in mobile right now. And that is what is uh, hindering the scale. I mean, you have a business only when you have scale in the, scale, uh, in the ecosystem, and that is just not there right now. 
and that is where Goldspot Media is focusing on, wherein um, ad agencies and clients would come in um, into, into our ad creation tools, create the ads once, and we make sure that these ads uh, appear um, exactly the way they have to be on different form factors. Well, I guess I give agencies too much credit. I would think that an agency person would be further along in understanding <laughs> that process than uh, than a, a client side uh, marketing department. Ray, uh, we're going to tackle mobile apps versus the mobile web, and let's do that next segment. I think that's a grand idea. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. Back with more in just a moment. Back with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. And I've, I've, I've placed Srini in the wrong city on the West Coast. Uh, the beautiful city of, of, of the Bay Area is where uh, the company is located, Goldspot Media. We do know that they're on the web at goldspotmedia.com. That's a, that's a definite for sure. Srini, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, before we talk about the wonderful 8 billion apps that were downloaded last year, what a number, uh, let's talk a little bit about the contrast and, and the uh, complementary uh, aspects of both mobile apps as well as mobile web. What, uh, Srini, uh, what does a brand manager or marketer need to understand between the two media channels when developing a mobile strategy? Well, I think, I think it's, uh, this, this is a topic of... Uh, um, I would say disagreement between uh, different uh, marketers and, and agencies because a lot of them feel that you know, the mobile web is, is equally uh, important as uh, the mobile apps. But um, the one advan- advantage that mobile apps have is the fact that when the user you know, is within the app, you have a lot more attention span and the user knows for sure that uh, whatever, however he or she interacts with the ad, um, he's going to stay within the app. I mean, the technologies have evolved in a, in a, in a pretty nice way. But overall, uh, we need to look at the aspect of HTML5, which is a te- web, web-based technology that in particular is uh, being adopted on mobile rapidly. Um, the barriers between uh, mobile apps and mobile web is coming down um, quite a bit, I would say, because, um, as you know, Apple, uh, they're, they're kind of famous for uh, erecting content walls, paywalls for the content. And on the other hand, you know, you have companies like Google, you know, who believe in a free web. So th- it's always going to be uh, a collision between the ideals and then the business models. So... Uh, I believe, even though mobile apps right now, you know, they have a dominating effect in terms of how the users uh, use it, especially the games. I mean, you cannot get the same effect uh, while while playing a game on the mobile web um, while that that of which you will get within a mobile app because um, a mobile app is built with the native features in mind, and and the users can interact with it and 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 take advantage of the device features. But having said that, again, coming back to mobile web, I mean, we are not far away wherein the mobile web experience will be pretty comparable to a mobile app experience in the next couple of years. That's right. So, so when we go out and talk to the agencies, we tell them that they should look at mobile as, as, as uh, media, not mobile web or mobile apps, because it can get pretty confusing to them in terms of uh, you know, how they can uh, maximize their uh, return on investment. Because at the end of the day, 
uh, when they are spending uh, a lot of money on uh, advertising, they have a creative, like let's take video for example, they spent a lot of money on creating a 15 second video ad that is being used you know, within a TV spot, you know, within, uh, within online, and they would like to figure out uh, what is the best way that I can present this to my consumer on mobile. Does it really matter whether it's mobile apps or mobile web? I don't think so. You know, I'm probably not uh, unusual in this regard. I download uh, several mobile apps. It's more about making my life easier and making things more convenient. But yet, uh, I know you're a big proponent of being able to utilize mobile apps from a uh, a marketing strategy. Give us uh, an example or two for those that may be unfamiliar with interacting with mobile apps. How a marketer might uh, develop an app uh, and and use it to leverage uh, the application channel, if you will, back to their product or service. Okay, so let me take the example of one of the campaigns we have run for Audi. So uh, this is a video ad that we ran within within the application, wherein um, the the video ad will appear as uh, a floating one third or lower thirds uh, within the mobile screen, while the user is trying to access the content, and we we kind of take advantage of the downtime um, of the, of the device uh, trying to access the app content. So there are quite a few calls to action presented uh, as part of the video ad wherein the user can expand it to from um, a, a partial screen to a full screen. And also the user can download an Audi app you know, to test drive the A1 or whatever the, the car model you know, that, that the Audi is promoting. Uh, again, it's very important to understand two things. One, um, marketers, you know, they won't hesitate to spend money on uh, building apps because you know, it takes a lot of effort and money to do that. But how do you track it? I mean, what is the way to track it? How many people have downloaded it? That is that is one aspect. And even if people have downloaded the app, what is the usage? That is the critical aspect. If we go to you know, our friends at AT&T um, operations and, and talk to them about, uh, you know, what is the usage rate of an app that is downloaded on a device, you would be pretty surprised to hear the numbers. At the most, 95% of the apps have a lifetime of less than a day. Wow. So how do, how do you account for that? So, again, it's all branding. It's all about the, the content. It's all about the exposure that, that the brand really cares about. Uh, but that, that, that is one of the reasons why um, probably a lead generation call to action is a lot more valuable to an advertiser from within a rich media ad than an app because you never know, you know what the user is going to do with it. Yeah, you have a download, but, hey, what if like the user never used it? Sure. You know, you would think that uh, as some of these apps add various features and then offer back to the consumer uh, a free download of an updated uh, app, that there would be a way to connect without getting into privacy issues back with that original user to say, hey, we've got uh, an updated version. Not unlike uh, the way iTunes uh, does uh, hits you with a window there when you go to the iTunes uh, library or plug your iTunes, uh, your uh, iPod back in. So obviously I think part of the strategy when they do update an app, it's all about trying to re-engage or to re-ignite uh, or re-interest your uh, relationship with someone that has downloaded the app uh, a month, uh, two months, three months prior. Is there a way to reconnect with the consumer to let them know that new features are available to an existing app that they have? 
Well, well, yes, definitely. I mean, that is, uh, if, if you look at some of the popular apps like Facebook or Weather Channel, right, these are the apps that, that are being used on a day-in and day-out basis. But, but again, our discussion started off you know, more from a brand point of view. Like, like, I'm a brand, I'm building an app, and I want the user to download it. So l- l- let, let me stop here for, for a moment and you know, pull ourselves out of the box that Steve Jobs has created. And think about it more from a from a free mobile web free web perspective, right? Which we are used to. I mean, when we open our PCs, we go online and, and everything is free. We are used to that. So now all of a sudden there is this app store concept. There is there is this um, in-app advertising concept, which is all good because people like it. But from a brand point of view, I mean, if I have if I were to have a call to action on a, on a new um, new product that I'm displaying, what is more important for me? Is it whether, whether the user is downloading my app uh, to see what is being on offer or the user is signing up to come to my dealership and, and do a test drive, what is more important for me? Yeah, well, Shrini, that, that, it, it, uh, it that, certainly is. Go, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that should be obvious if you're a car dealer, right? You want them to ultimately convert to some type Buying of relationship, car, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, exactly. So, so to take 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 the counter of that in the CPG world, wherein say you have the you have the call to action to download a coupon, depending on where you are at that point in time. Say I'm in the ta- I'm in the Target store, and I get a coupon for something I want to buy, which I can monetize immediately. What is more valuable? Right, is it right. is it playing with an app or getting instant gratification? A little bit of both, I guess. It depends on how the app is constructed. Hey, Sharini, you are uh, obviously operating on the cutting edge here. And it sounds like you really have put together a great company. It is uh, Goldspot Media at goldspotmedia.com. Continued success in your venture there, and uh, thanks again uh, for being a part of the Advertising Show. Thank you so much for having me. On the Advertising Show, Rachel and Brad Forsythe. Thanks for listening. Back in just a minute. And we wrap up another week here on the Advertising Show and say thank you for listening. Tell a friend about the Advertising Show, theadvertisingshow.com. Absolutely jam-packed with incredibly cool interviews uh, from the past uh, decade. So check it out if you haven't already. The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. Talk to you soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.